The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Helen Peacock, and I'm a spiritual medium, and welcome to Spirit Chat. My mission and passion is to bring comfort and validations that your loved ones are still with you once they have crossed over to the other side. I'm a messenger and a bridge between you and the spirit world. On this podcast, I will be sharing and demonstrating how I connect with spirit. I will also be helping you to develop your own intuition so that you can strengthen your very own connection with your loved ones. I will also have some great guests and chat about the spirit world as well as sharing my readings with people. The afterlife is a celebration, and your loved ones are still with you and willing to communicate. So yes, the conversations continue. Now let's get started. Greetings, my friends, and welcome to episode five. And in this episode, I'm really excited to share that this is actually an interview with a client of mine by the name of Manuela. And the first time she came to me was, she was actually hoping to receive a connection with a loved one and also to receive spiritual guidance, which she did. But also during her session, she actually shared that she had a near-death experience, which is also known as NDE. Now, I have never met anyone in person who had such an experience. And immediately I asked her, oh my goodness, would you be interested in sharing your experience with me on a podcast, on my podcast. And I was very excited when she said yes. So that's what this is all about on episode five is Manuela's experience with her NDE. Now, please keep in mind too, that during this interview, I had no clue. I've, I asked her not to share it with me until this actual interview. So it comes across as real and raw and in the moment. Also keep in mind, I'm used to being the interviewee, not the interviewer. So that just might show up in this chat. So let me know your thoughts. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, welcome to Spirit Chat. Greetings, my friends, and welcome to episode number five with Spirit Chat. This is my first, very, very first interview. And how I found my interviewee, um, her name is Manuela Zita. And she was actually one of my clients. And during her session, she did share very briefly how she had an NDE, so a, a near-death experience. 
And right there and then, as soon as I heard this, I thought, okay, for sure, this is this is my first interviewer, our interviewee, and so. I just want to introduce Manuela Zita. Hi, everybody. And so just know that um, out there for my listeners and my viewers is I have not heard her story. This will be the very, very first time my ears are going to hear her story. She's willing to share. Um, now, I do believe you said that you haven't talked about it in a while. In quite or quite some time. Quite some in time. quite some time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you, just be real, just be Absolutely. raw, just be who you are, the beautiful <laughs> Manuela. Um, and we'll just go from there. So this, is, I believe, is episode number five. So for my listeners, hopefully that you'll be able to hear me well, because again, I'm just having some issues with my microphone and, and we're also videoing this as well. Okay. So welcome, <laughs> Manuela. Thank you. Um, so my question to you is... Uh, right out of the gate, because again, I'm not, I'm not used to being the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to being the interviewer. So my question to you is, did you notice many changes in your life after having this experience? Before and after. Before and after. I've had multiple. So I've had about three. Three NDEs? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this is my yeah. first time hearing this. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to mention or touch base on all three of them? Or do you? Just, is there one that really pops out in your mind that you wish to share? Two I'll leave that them. up to you. Whatever yeah. you wish to share. Yeah. So my first one was uh, when I was about three years old. Um, you know when you just love your mom so much? You want to be around her. You want to be right up her butt. That's exactly what I was doing. Um, I followed too closely behind her and she had no idea I was behind her and she turned around too quickly and I'm a little three-year-old and I just went flying and I smacked the back of my head on the ceramic floor out cold instantly. Um, I don't remember much of that, but my mom said no breathing, unconscious, barely a pulse, nothing. So down for the count. I don't, I remember three years old, remember everything leading up to after that, done. I had complications afterwards As that were undescribable. What, what kind of complications? I would faint on the spot. Gone. I'd faint. Just out of nowhere. I'd be jumping on the bed with my sisters. So nothing led up to it. And my mom took me for testing. She took me to get brain scans. I MRIs. Like it, I had wires connected to my head. They were like... We have no idea what's wrong with your child. We don't know why she's... After that incident, I would just drop multiple times. It eventually faded away. Um, But that was my very first. And I remember having dreams when I would faint. I would... Like, I would be in, like, a dreamlike state that was not... Do you remember any of your dreams? I do. Yeah. I remember my dreams. I remember them quite vividly. Um... I was out of my body in one of them, mm-hmm. watching the people around me go um, go on, just go on with... Uh, so would you like float and hover? Pretty like much. Hear or even stories? I was like standing there looking at my mom being like, mom, like, I'm right here, mom. mom. Oh, and she's wow. looking at my body on the couch, comatose. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I, I remember, and then I would get up from those like fainting spells And I would be like, "Uh, mom, I, you said this, dad said that, my sister said this, and you went and you got me a glass of water and I was just out and they were looking at me like, 
How? And that's during your fainting spells? And that was during my fainting spells. And Mm -hmm. they could not, my mom would bring this to the doctor being like, I'm scared. And how long would you be out for? Approximately. Approximately anywhere between like five to ten minutes. But like steady breathing, just my body would, my soul would be like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a little break from this one for a second. And then they would go and kind of look on the outside, Mm -hmm. looking in. Um, my second one was the <clears throat> more um, real hard hit. Okay. I went through a very traumatic uh, experience in February while well, I was in high school. I think it was about grade 11. Um, can't recall the year, but I was uh, sexually assaulted. And got the cops involved, everything. It was very brutal. I begged my... I was not a school person. And to get away from my thoughts, Mm -hmm. I would be like, Mom, please send me to school. It was another student that would frequently show up. He was graduated at that point. He would frequently show up to try and sway... So try and sway my thought process around mm-hmm. what actually happened. So my mom would kind of keep me away from that and we'll grab your homework and we'll do this. And so was she aware? Of- she was aware of everything. My whole family was aware. Everyone was aware. <clears throat> I stopped eating because I was so devastated. Mm-hmm. I was like that feeling is undescribable. So I stopped eating. I couldn't feed myself. Um... And I was working out like crazy, mm-hmm. very dehydrated. Went to school, did a two-hour workout, came home. Um, I was in my kitchen around 7 o'clock. My parents were going out for dinner. And I was in my kitchen making food for my little sister and I. And I was I remember looking down at the food I was cooking and I'm like, I'm not breathing. I'm like, oh shit, what the hell is going on? I'm not breathing. I literally just remember, I stopped breathing and I'm like, I should probably get a glass of water. I went to the cupboard, got a glass of water, was standing at the fridge and I heard my mom say, Manuela, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just feel really weird. And then I remember looking down at the floor and seeing blue dot red dot green dot pink dot blue and just all these dots were coming in and then boom black and i woke up in a tunnel and there was this giant white light at the end of the tunnel and i was sitting there and i'm like oh i feel great i feel like i'm not heavy anymore Mm mm-hmm And all those emotions and all those like hard feelings on myself and what's going on around me just dissipated. And then I heard singing. And I was... Like angel singing? A woman. A woman. A specific woman. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sing too. I know this song. And I started singing with her. And I'm walking down this beautiful tunnel and I'm like, la, 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 like enjoying myself in complete bliss. And I see this woman that's coming towards me. Did you recognize her? I only saw her figure because the light behind her was so bright. 
and we go to touch hands and I'm singing with her and I go to touch her hand and then I get sucked back into the tunnel and I wake up to my mom smacking my face and putting a cold cloth and trying to get me to come too. And I'm like, no, I want to go back to sleep. That was so great. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. come back. I just want to go back to sleep. Like, that was just so blissful. And she was trying to stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Paramedics were on their way. I was out. I was blue. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. good. I came to and I felt so sick. Um, I was bleeding. My face was bleeding. From the fall? From the fall. I smacked. I ended up taking my glass of water and turning around. I was gone still Mm -hmm. standing with my glass of water at the fridge but I ended up turning around and smacking my face right on the tile floor my eyebrow I still have a scar from it my eyebrow got caught in between the tile and the grout Mm -hmm. and it cut me open so I guess she rolled me over and was trying to wake me up and whatever on the kitchen floor and went to the hospital and again nothing's wrong with her Nothing is wrong with her. She is not malnourished. She is not dehydrated. We can't find anything wrong with your daughter. My mom's like, what I just witnessed? I'm sorry. There has to be something wrong. So, I tell my mom. Mm -hmm. What happened? What happened? On your little journey. And she was like, okay. She didn't really know how to take it. She's mm-hmm. like, that's beautiful. Like, I hope that... Do you think she believed you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think she, it was just so close to home. And it was so scary for a mother to watch their child going through mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. you don't know what's happening. Like, I looked like I was dead. I'm bleeding from the face. You're you're frantic. So mm-hmm. revisiting that for my mom was traumatic for her in mm-hmm. its own. But um, fast forward years later, I think even pretty recently maybe within the past two years we were talking about it and I'm like yeah all I remember is you asking me Manuela are you okay she looked at me she's like I didn't say that I was like excuse me she's like I did not say that I didn't realize what was going on until you hit the floor Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you were getting water that you didn't feel well that I thought I was talking out loud I was talking to someone else very clearly that's what I understand Mm -hmm. There was someone else there who was trying to check me, and it was just too late to check me. My latest one was back in 2019, December 9th of 2019. That was, I was in a little bit of a rough spot again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, still, still battling with the emotions of what I went through prior to. Okay. Um, but in a very different magnitude in a very different timeline. So I went out drinking with a couple of friends. Um, I ended up walking down, uh, down the street with a couple of friends and I fell and the, my back of my head again, Mm -hmm. smack on the pavement I was not, I didn't go unconscious. Every, people from across the street were asking me, Manuela, are you okay? Like, they're, scr- they're calling out to me because I was with two of my guy friends and someone who knew me from across the street was like, I just want to make sure she's safe because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that did not sound good. 
I go continue to hang out with my friends. I literally get up, brush myself off. I'm like, okay, I'm good. The next day, I, I went back to my house. Um, that night, I went back to my house. I fell asleep. I went straight to bed. I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. I enter in. I think something happened with my brainwaves. You don't fall asleep after a concussion. I was just about to say, um, usually when you bang your head like that, they want to bring you to the hospital, keep an eye on you, or keep you awake. I was bleeding. And I didn't even know I was bleeding. Oh, you didn't know? No. I didn't even know. When did you realize you were? In the morning, when I woke up after my dream. I was bleeding. Now, were you bleeding before you went to bed, or...? I have no idea the timeline. I just know, so... Because I have extensions, mm-hmm. the blood was like trapped in my hair extensions. Oh. As horrifying as that sounds. But I didn't know until I woke up on the pillow, I saw blood and I was like, I hit my head last night. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> in that dream state, because I woke up feeling like I was gone. The doctors told me at the hospital what actually happened from the CT scan and whatever. But in that going to sleep, probably my brainwave shut off or whatever. I woke up in um, a spiritual store. I was... Okay, in your... Yes, once I fell asleep. In the NDE, you woke up in a spiritual store? I woke up in a spiritual store. Did you recognize the store? No. So, Okay. I woke up in a spirit. I knew that I was in, like, where I'm from, poor credit. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I'm looking outside, and there's all these people with wolf masks on. And I'm like, okay, I don't really feel safe, so I'm going to hop inside. And I step inside, and it's like there were separate, like, um, pockets of... um, supplies there were china dolls there were amulets there were crystals there were just different pockets it was organized Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i step inside and there was this old man wearing pajamas and a little boy also wearing the same pajamas and the old man was trying to sleep on the bench but the little boy was running up and down not letting this old man sleep and i remember being like oh that's funny like he's never going to get some sleep with that little guy around the woman who was behind the counter who owned this spiritual store was like, I'm closing up in about five minutes. So if you want to take a look around and whatever, you can cash yourself out if you want to. I was like, that's really weird. That is really weird. I was like, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to take a look around. I'm looking at all these China dolls and I'm like, oh, those are really cute. They're like the antique China dolls. And I'm looking at crystals And I pick up a couple of things. I go to the counter and she's gone. And I'm looking at the old man and the little boy who are still in this store in their pajamas. And I'm looking outside. And all these people are still wandering around looking quite frightening. And I'm like, okay. She said I can check myself out if I wanted to. And I'm standing at the cash register and I'm looking at the enter button. And I know once I press this button, that's it. I cashed myself out. 
But the thought that went through my head was, I don't want her to think I'm stealing. Mm -hmm. I never want someone to think I'm stealing. She's going to be open tomorrow. I might as well just come back. Kind of like, hence the conversation we had when you first arrived. Oh, I don't recall. Which one? Remember the situation in the store? The flower store? I'm... And you felt... Remember? You just said it. And you felt, am I being tested here? Yes. So... Yes. Yes. Just there you today. Go. See what yes. I'm talking about? Oh, like my that's, God. It's like a replay. What it you... is. But I've said that from the moment I walked into that store. The one in your dream no the one in my physical life from the moment i stepped in there i'm like this reminds me of that nde this reminds me Hmm. of that specific circumstance where i don't want to and this is part of my job is if i want something from my store i have to check myself out because i'm the only person who works there Mm -hmm. so that's another yeah that's a great connection yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely but yeah by the time i um, I, I was looking and whatever, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to leave this stuff here. I'll put a note, tell her to put it aside for me. The woman looked, um, she was a brunette with long, long brown hair, very kind, very understanding, very like, yeah, you do what you need. If you want something, just cash yourself out. Very easy peasy, like go with the flow. Um, but I was just like, I never want her to think that I would ever steal from her. So I'll just come back tomorrow. And I didn't press the enter button. And I walked out the front door back into the chaos that was going on outside. And I woke up. Okay, so when you say chaos, what? People were running around in wolf masks. In like gremlin and wolf masks. And they were unnerving. Okay. Very unnerving. So my question to you is, how can you differ between a dream state and an actual near-death experience? It's the depth that you go into. When I wake up from, and I haven't woken, I haven't felt the same way waking up. I'll never forget that feeling. Out of both my times going into an NDE. So the time I was in the tunnel, mm-hmm. um... The time I was in the tunnel, I woke up feeling like I wanted to go back. And it's not like the, oh, that was a great dream. I want to go back into my slumber and enjoy it. It was like a, I woke up from the deepest of mm-hmm. sleeps. And I want to go back because my body was not, I was not in my body. You can tell the difference between being in your body and out mm-hmm. of your body. Mm-hmm. When I went to the hospital, because I woke up and I told my mom, I was like, I hit my head really hard. I'm going to take an Advil. I don't feel well. And I had a meeting with a client later on that day. I ended up, my client ended up having to take me to the hospital because I was riddled in pain head to toe. And I didn't feel it until I sat down at that table. It's like a truck hit me. I was riddled. My whole back, my side, my head, everything. And when I went to the hospital... She was like, yeah, we can, we can tell that something was not right. Something was not right. They didn't want to, they couldn't even flash lights in my eyes. I was very paranoid. Mm -hmm. And she confirmed that there was something up with my brain waves to the point where they plummeted and then came back up. And it was like, not like my heart rate wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Like something was off. Um, 
I had to go to a concussion specialist and she dove more into that. Mm -hmm. So that was my confirmation. But it was always like, you can tell the difference between um, experiencing a really deep dream and being on the other side or even close to. Because there's that in-between that you experience when you're in a near-death experience. And that tunnel is the in-between, the spiritual store for me because that's when I actually dove into my spirituality was after the second time Mm -hmm. because I got messages upon messages I was going to ask you so what did that with that experience that you went through with the store and all of Mm -hmm. that do you sense that that was there messages from that what did you learn from that was there a message within that There was a message did you recognize you know the father and the son like i didn't and it was a grandfather and a son that's grandfather and a son it was a grandfather and a son they were wearing matching pajamas and Mm -hmm. i have no idea who they were no idea i'm just okay this is just me because what i do right so when you this is where i jump to do you have any i'm just gonna say it Jewish background they were wearing and it's crazy that you bring that up what's that movie Schindler's List with the little boy who was uh, in the concentration oh, camp oh well there was one called the pajama boy or something that's like the pajama that, boy. that the he was boy? wearing the same pajamas okay cause that that's where my mind went to when I you said German. you're German I'm German <gasps> okay I don't know about my Jewish okay. background okay but I am German okay so you know where I'm going with that is you know what does that represent to you and you know when you think about in those times there was a lack of food a lack of money being taken and mm-hmm. things were stolen mm-hmm. and notice how you keep saying I don't want her to think I'm stealing mm. so do you see kind of where I'm yes. going with this so and then and I wrote this down so I because this is what I told you I might write things down okay. so I don't forget to ask you this but as soon as you said, okay, wait, I'm going to back up the bus. During this time, say in the last couple of years, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, mm-hmm. okay? Did you ever have suicidal tendencies? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had very toxic tendencies for myself. Okay. Very toxic coping mechanisms, which led me to that specific wake-up call. The smack on the head, the the China dolls yeah. are a symbol of you need to take care of yourself better. And why that? Because the China dolls are fragile. Okay. And us as humans yes. are very fragile. We are. And if you push and push and break and break and break and break, the China doll's going to crack. She's going to fall off the shelf a couple of times mm-hmm. and maybe she, won't, she might not get a scratch. But it only takes that one time for that China doll's face to break on the floor, mm-hmm. you know? So the symbolism of that, being fragile. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason why I asked that question, if you had suicidal tendencies, is because you used the phrase, check myself out. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. I never really thought about it like mm-hmm. that. Because I wasn't per se suicidal at that specific time. Okay. But there were many times before where I'm like, why the hell am I here? You know, when you get to that place in your life where nothing's really for quite some time going right, and I'm sure we've all experienced that, and there's Mm -hmm. no shame in speaking that truth within yourself Mm -hmm. and 
really divulging into the anxiety and depression that falls in between those moments. Yeah. And I have thought to myself so many times, why the hell am I here? I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making a difference. I'm not getting along with my family members. Question. Why mm-hmm. do you think or sense or feel why you have to make a difference? And who do you want to make a difference to or for? So that was the other thing that you really hitting all the points. <laughs> <laughs> huh. This might be your day job. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I felt like um, at the time I was lacking immense self-love. Okay. I felt like to gain that self-love back or that um, self-worth back, I needed to make a difference in other people's lives. I needed to be kind to everybody. Why? Because that's what felt at the time that gave me my life. So that basically filled your cup. Exactly. Okay. Um, In moderation, still does to this day when I can give that love and I still do all of that. Just I also think of how much I have to offer first. So with the suicidal thoughts, I was not recognizing uh, my place in the world. I, I felt like I had no place in the world. Okay. I wasn't getting along with family. My friends treated me horribly. Um, I was getting cheated on by my boyfriend at the time. It was a very toxic lifestyle I was living. Very unhealthy lifestyle. So in that moment, I'm like... All these, uh, I'm getting, I'm treating myself like shit. People around me are treating like, me like shit. Why the hell am I here? What is the point? I, I know what it's like over there. Mm-hmm. I have felt the weight and the body being disconnected from the physical realm and the lightness. And that's one thing I always thought about mm-hmm. is the lightness and the breath of fresh air that you get to take when you're over there. And it's just... You get to sing along with beautiful women. I mean, who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, that's that's what came into my head is, well, there's a way out. But I didn't think, like, I was not, back in 2019, there were times, but I never, it was my mom, it was my mom who I thought about. My mom, I don't know if she would be able to survive that. I don't, I didn't want to break my mom like that. And with my absence and it being in my hands, that would kill her. That would kill any mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, no. I'm like, that's not an option. No. Quite literally over my dead body. (laughs) Pun intended. Pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. So, after the third, you haven't had anything since 2019? That's... Um, No. Nothing. And you do sense that it had to do with falling on the back of your head, going into mm-hmm. a concussion, mm-hmm. feeling like you have been brought somewhere else into another realm. Yes. That's what I kind of want to call it. Yeah. It's almost like another realm, another dimension. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, and you can correct me, whatever, this is just my, my point of view, mm-hmm. is that your third one makes me feel that you were brought into another dimension. Okay. I don't want to say an NDE, but that's my perspective. Absolutely. It feels like to me, again, it's like you're being shown, Mm -hmm. right? A little bit of the past and a little bit of the present. Mm -hmm. And then how were you going to take, what were you going to take from that to help you into your future? Yeah. Right? So past meaning your ancestors, okay? And in the present moment, 
you know, I don't want her to think I'm stealing. So obviously there's something, there's a fear around money. There's a fear around that. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like, again, being in that realm and showing you different aspects. Mm -hmm. Does that, does that make any sense? No, I've never, yeah. I've always thought about, um, I've always taken that as a near death experience because of how in depth I remember everything. Mm -hmm. And that was the same thing with the tunnel and the angel singing. And I couldn't put, I knew where I was, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't put it into words. And that was the exact same feeling I had in that dream. It went hand in hand. So it could have been, I was in another dimension. I was brought into that. Well, we are multidimensional beings. So that's why I truly feel like it's this, you, you were just taken somewhere else. Like you stepped through, you can even call it another portal, but you were meant to remember it in very great detail. Right. Yes. Now, here's a question. Did you see in color? I did. It was in color? So the pajamas that the grandfather and the son were wearing and the grandson were wearing were blue and white, striped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, The store was like a cedar. Like it had a very earthy type of... Could you smell? Were your senses heightened? They were so heightened. Um, There were colors all around me. Like all the objects, the china dolls, everything had color Mm -hmm, to it. mm -hmm. Um, Incense were burning. Uh, Palo Santo was on, um, the, but the girl behind the cash, I remember what she looked like with her brown hair and her like silhouette. I can't find her face. Okay. I can't see her face, but she was, her energy was very kind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very welcoming, very, um, possibly could have been like a spirit guide maybe. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that's what that was. Like, and then, sorry for no, interrupting. Don't. Um, but there was a part too when you—I don't know why this—it just kind of caught my attention when you said, "I didn't want to press enter." Mm-hmm. So when you said the phrase "check myself out," but I didn't want to press enter. Yeah, it was like. A metaphor for me mm-hmm. when you said that it's like okay do I not want to press enter because I don't want to perhaps go into another realm or yep. where's this where's the next level Absolutely. this is going to take me yeah I don't know this is this is just the but way the, I no, think no, no, but right that's, like these are all memories that like I was having while I was looking at this enter button and I it felt like I was looking at this enter button for quite some time mm-hmm. and I was sitting there being like well it's just, um, I just mm, I don't mm-hmm. I can always just go back tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. that I don't. It's not urgent. Like mm-hmm. they're closed, and there's so much money in this till. And if I press enter, like I don't want her to think that I left with something that mm-hmm. isn't mine. And then let's take a look at the chaos mm-hmm. that you were saying outside. Um, going on with people, but you said they were wearing wolf masks. It's almost like they were different beings and to my understanding they were masks but what i took from that is not everything is as it seems exactly um you know that phrase sheeps and wolves clothing and that's what i took too. so would you take that perhaps um on a metaphorically basis here would you take that maybe perhaps that's how you view it that's how you were viewing the outside world or could it be friends and family Yes. Um, 
Outside world and friends and family. So a blend of both? So a blend of both because I did not want to go back out there. Because I was going to ask you, how were you, how did, do you remember how you felt as you were looking out into the outer world and seeing this chaos? Absolutely. How did you feel? Absolutely. I was like, F that. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to go back out there, but I also don't want to press enter. So I'm stuck in this store, but I wasn't stuck in the store. I was like, you just need to pull up your socks and get back out there. Go back. You just, you can fight off anything. Mm-hmm. You've fought off very big demons. You can fight off anything. Just go back. Just go and do it. Jump out there. You have safety around you constantly. Just get home. Just get home. Okay. So fast forward Mm -hmm. to the present day. To the present day. How would you say you are now? That moment changed my life. Okay. For the better. Huge wake up call. And immediately afterwards, I was getting a lot of visitors um, from the spirit world. And I was getting messages and seeing things and I'm like, okay, can you share one? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, December 9th was my accident. Mm -hmm. Um, and in March, so right before COVID hit, um, went home to, I was, had brunch with a friend, went home to take a nap because I was uh, serving and bartending at the time. Mm-hmm. My shift started at seven o'clock. Um, I'm going to take a nap. I go to take a nap. Uh, and I wake up and there's a little boy sitting beside my bed and he has this beautiful brown hair and these giant brown eyes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like grabbing him and I'm grabbing at him and I'm grabbing at him. And I'm like, get back into bed. What the hell are you doing out of bed? And I look, and at the time mm-hmm. I lived in the basement, and mm-hmm. there was like a, a bedroom at your a parents' house, at my yeah. parents' house. But there was a teeny tiny crack in the in the window, like there was a teeny tiny window, mm-hmm. and I got no light. There was a giant light shining through, and it's almost like my wall disappeared. I had no worries other than to get that little boy back in my bed because what is he doing out of bed? I see my great grandmother and my great and my grandfather standing in that light and they're calling him back like it's not time yet it's not time yet come on let's go and i'm thinking to myself that's my son where are you going with my son so i wake up i take a look around i look at the time i'm realizing i was only asleep for about five minutes Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I just met my son. I just met one of my spirit babies. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even fathom what I just encountered. Cause it was, I, cause I was confused. I was like, why do I want, <laughs> yeah. why do I want mm-hmm. this child to come back to bed? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you out of bed? Why do I care that you're out of bed? I don't have any children. Like, very confused. I went to a conduit. Um, maybe a month after, we had a phone. She confirmed that that was my son. Okay. Um, then later on, I'll share two with you. Um, probably about April, May. 
uh, my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather came to visit me and I knew it was them. They were like, it was like a psychic attack. Mm -hmm. I was just getting all these different messages. I felt like I was spinning. My head was spinning. I couldn't understand what was going on. They were warning me about my grandmother. My grandmother at the time was still alive. And all I could gather is we need to take her with us. And I'm sitting there being like, you just took one of my family members. What do you mean you need? My uncle just passed away. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean you need to take my grandmother? My grandmother is like, was like my, we were very close, like my second mother. I could not fathom. And even speaking the words out at the time was like, I don't want to speak this into existence. I can't. And my mom's like, Manuela, what's wrong? I felt like I was getting pounded with messages. And I said, I'm like, okay, I wrote it down in my journal, what they said to me. And it was pretty much, we need to take her with us. We want to get you prepared. Um, We didn't, because of COVID just happening, my grandmother had a little bit of a heart issue at the time. We didn't really divulge um, my uncle's passing because he had complications in his life. Mm -hmm. So it was common for him to disappear at times. Gotcha. So we were hoping that COVID would just disappear. We can go in. You lose your child, mm-hmm. you don't want to be alone. And we were talking to her through a window. So two weeks after that incident with uh, the psychic attack and them telling me that uh, they were they needed to take my grandmother, at one o'clock in the morning, my mom knocks on my door and says, hey, Omi is being taken to the hospital. Something's wrong. I need to go. Can you drive me? I'm like, got it. Okay. Get in the car, took her uh, to the hospital. And that night my grandmother passed away. So after those experiences, I look back at the NDEs and the different dimensions. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is no game. So basically the veil is thinner for you. Much thinner. Yeah. So you felt like you were being given a message, a warning Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. preparing you. That's how I would look at it. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. Going back to um, the boy in your bed and you've Mm -hmm. sensed that he was your son. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like a mom? I did. I felt like a mom who was like, what are you doing out of bed? Get back into bed. It's not time to wake up yet. Like, okay, because we need to state that you're not a mom. So I am not know. a mom. <laughs> I am not right? a mom and very okay. far from. Exactly. So that I just want to make sure the audience yes. is aware of that. You don't know what it's like to be a mom. No, I not don't. A mom. Um, also, question is, have you told many people this story? And if you have, do you sense they believe you? Or do they just think it's a dream? See, like, that's the thing is I've told selected people, people who um, are in the belief that I am in, mm-hmm. people who um, want to hear, mm-hmm. people who you can you can gauge, you yeah. can kind of gauge what you can say and what you can't say. Yes, I know that very well. Yes. <laughs> so I um, I've told a couple of people, um, but not many. I just told my mom uh, this past fall about. Uh, my experience with my spirit son. Mm -hmm. And I just told her about 
the messages I got from Omi and uh, or them wanting to take my grandmother with them and bring her to the other side. And... Did we connect with your grandmother in your session? I think we might have very yeah. briefly. I don't like you know I don't remember our session. I know. So I'm I like... think we might have very briefly. Okay. Um, it, it yeah was. Uh, I, I'm just coming out with this information too. My my close close friends yes. know from yes. the very start when they were there experiencing mm-hmm. things with me. Um, they're aware, but anyone in between, and including my mm-hmm. parents, I thought my parents were going to think I was crazy, even though they've seen me from a child experiencing these things mm-hmm. and experiencing like the veil being very thin for me at a certain age, but. You know the physical takes place once that child self, like once you hit like 11 or 12 mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. you're not as prone to receiving those things. But they um, they knew from the time that I was younger that something was off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something's different about this one. Um, but even sharing that with them was not something that I was jumping to do. So I was a little scared. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably didn't have a lot of people that you can confide in too. I didn't. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I felt very disconnected for quite some time. Um, and then you tell, like, you can't just go off of some random Joe off the street and be like, hey, these are my experiences. Mm-hmm, exactly. They'll be like, you need the loony yeah. bin. Like, but it's real. It's out there. I felt it. It is just beautiful. I've kind of sampled that a little bit. Yeah. But I was on a, a very, I was at a, a retreat uh, through ayahuasca, Ooh, but it wasn't right? through ayahuasca. It was actually the frog. Yes, um, I just went the blank. venom, the venom of the frog, and um, it it happened so quick. Like I I inhaled it, and I was a very it was in a very safe space, and I inhaled it. I was out within within seconds. Really, and it literally found myself being drawn into this space. It was just a space that was limitless. And all I felt was pure love, just pure love, pure bliss. Mm -hmm. And it was bright, Mm -hmm. just bright and warm. And apparently, and there was like, there were several people in the room when this happened, and I was making sounds. And my body was rolling, like, back and forth. I was stretching. Whoa. Like, just my body was just moving with the vibration of whatever the frequency of the space that I was in. And it got to the point where <laughs> there was other people that were out in the lunchroom. And we, where we were staying, it was, like, it was in Peru, right? So there was this little village out. And I swear to God, I, the sounds I was making, I probably woke up the village. And this, and it brought everyone out, and apparently they were all just like, "What the hell?" And I was loud. I was like, Whoa. "Like so." Wow. Anyway, fast forward, <laughs> and it lasted for about a good twenty minutes. Yeah. When I came back, my facilitator was she's just looking at me like, "I don't know what the hell you had, but what the fuck? I want what you just had!" <laughs> like, holy shit, right? So then, when I was speaking with the shaman afterwards. He basically said that, are you ready for this? It was a cosmic orgasm. I was going through like a very beautiful, they call it that, a cosmic orgasm. And I want that back 20 We all deserve right? one of those. It was just the most beautiful feeling. And again, it's hard to articulate. Yeah, it, it really so is. is. But to be in that, that space that was bigger 
and just you don't you you're not thinking about and you're not even thinking you're not you're not you're, you're embracing just, you're indulging you're just there you're exist it's it's like your spirit yeah is able to be your spirit and it was light oh, I, I was it. just it was light it was pure light um i didn't no, i didn't have any visitors it was and, and i do i'll be honest about like and i don't tell this to with very many people but now it's out there out in podcast land and that is i it was almost like i was touching the hand of god mm-hmm. the i was so close to something bigger you were at the source, source spirit yeah. whatever you want to call it it was just magnificent. Yeah. And, and again, I just what I took away from that was just pure love. But I still like the fact that they call it a cosmic orgasm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> There's thing. something about that, we all right? Deserve one of those. So I'm like, yeah. So that's my closest experience to being so close to the other side, yeah. or just went through that veil, or again in that existence that was limitless and no boundaries, nothing. And my right ear is just ringing like crazy right now. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's just like being I think really that loud. In uh in dream state, um, since I've had these experiences, when I go into dream state, I often enter into a different realm. I often um there are two places that I frequently visit, and it one of them's a school and the other one is a conference hall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. And I'm like, yeah. I can't put pieces together, but I guess I'm here. Like, I just I just had one at a conference hall yeah. where I was celebrating a death of a loved one who is still physically here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Remember yeah. what happened last time? Yeah. But you get to um, have the deepest understanding of self. The deepest understanding of self where... Like, I often meditate and go back into that feeling of what it's like to just be in that spirit body. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is sometimes what keeps me going. I was just going to ask you, do you find that you've taken a different turn on your journey? Absolutely. Do you feel happier? Absolutely. Um, are you are you able to release things? Like, mm-hmm. are, you re- are you able to let things go? That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Let things go. Like... For me, I just like, you know what? I know there's an afterlife. I know there's something bigger and better and beautiful. I know it's a place of love and place of bliss and there's no judgment. And yes, we do want to get to that, but we are um, spiritual beings living this human existence. And that's the lucky thing about it is we get to. But knowing that we have that to go to Mm -hmm. and... It allows me, and I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but it allows me to see and know that when a loved one passes, sure, I feel sadness Mm -hmm. because I'm not physically going to be able to be with them, but I know that they're in in a really beautiful place and that we will be there again. And that's the, I've never, that just literally just the other day. I physically felt my grandmother there with me for the first time Mm. ever. She threw a bag of tea at me. She threw a bag of loose leaf chamomile tea, which was her favorite, at me. Wow. And I, I was love like, that. Okay, because that's all she talked about was her chamomile tea before bed. <laughs> and yeah. I, I was on my way to bed. I was getting myself my midnight snack. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, like, I need to have something to 
We've all eaten throughout New Year's and Christmas, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but the yeah. weight gain. Yeah, hear ya. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I wanted to do like okay, drink something that's going to cleanse your system yes. and give you a little bit of nutrients. And yeah. wow, there was a bag of loose leaf count while tea thrown at me, and I was like, yeah, I spirit, you. spirit loves to play. Anything I to get your it. attention, they yeah. love to play. And I just remember too, because that's how it works. It just dropped in. Is I remembered, I believe the name of the frog. I think it's called Bofu. So if anybody out there is questioning, I think that's what there's yeah. there's um, secretion from a frog that helps you. It's called oh, what's it called? Where it's a major cleanse. It's not a high. It's not a psychedelic, mm-hmm. but it's a major major detox. Yeah, um, I'll share that with you. I just went blank on what it's called. Um, Bofu. No, the other there's two frogs that we use oh. in when when uh, when I went into my ayahuasca, mm-hmm. and that is, again one's a psychedelic, which is the Bofu one, if mm-hmm. that's what it's called, if I remember correctly, and the other one it'll come in a minute, but it's um, it, you put it on like on your ankle or what it does is that it just helps to bring up the energy, it's a, t- a detox on an energetic mm. level, and you actually blow up like a frog. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'll sh- I'll save that and share that for another podcast, but yeah. um, but the experience from that alone too, and that opens up your channels, mm-hmm. and it's a major energetic cleanse. Well, now I'm experiencing um, my third eye, like just unblocked. I like I said in my dream state, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. often travel within realms. Yeah. Um, I fell asleep and in my sleep I woke up and I was like oh that is a pretty purple ball in between my eyes wow I'm trying to play with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm just like when I woke up I remembered that and I was like huh got it cool I'll make sure to keep it clean (laughs) I'll make sure to keep it cleansed (laughs) you know keep it clean yeah that's your thoughts your imagination so okay so just looking at the time here um i think it's time to wrap it up i want to thank you very much manuela for my my first actual interview podcast hope i did okay hope i did okay (laughs) oh you were fantastic thank you for having me but just you know the the idea of you sharing something so vulnerable that um that means a lot to me thank you so i'm really really glad to be here yes I'm glad to have you here. So, Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you. Happy New Year. And uh, I wish you well on your journey. Maybe we'll have you back again, especially if you have another experience. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's hope we don't get any more of those. Um, One thing that did come to mind is uh, to make sure you do journal all your experiences. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, I just feel that. And and make sure you date it as well because there may be some references to keep to going um, back to. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So thank you out there in my my uh, viewer land and as well my podcast land, my listeners. And uh, we're just going to wrap it up. So thank you again for listening. I hope there's something that resonated with you. And um, for especially for my listeners, is if there's any questions that you have, um, any suggestions that you would like for me to do in regards to future podcasts. But if you have any questions regarding Manuela's experience, please feel free to email me, helenpeacock99 at gmail.com, or just go right to my website. Or also you can drop um, wherever you listen to your podcast. There's uh, sections in there for reviews and anything uh, you would like to make comments on. So, okay. So thank you again, Manuela. No problem. Thank you everyone for listening. Yes. During the interview, I noticed that I was also receiving a download of questions. 
And I'm not sure if you noticed that our interview almost turned into an actual session. I was actually able to assist Manuela to help her see things more clearly. This was totally not my intention, but I truly needed to trust that the interview was unfolding as it should. Her story is actually very definitely interesting. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And also, please feel free to leave any comments in the review. Thank you again for tuning in to Spirit Chat, my friends. If you enjoyed my podcast and would like to have your very own session with me, please visit my website at helenpeacock.ca. And you can also subscribe and follow me on social media. And wherever you are listening from, I would really love it if you could please leave me a review. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love never ends. It's just different. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.